welcome, 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 welcome to the Mouthpiece Wrestling Podcast with your boy, Dami Lips, and my man, Gio, once again. Hey, ma'am. Big Show does handicap matches so he doesn't have to turn heel on anybody. <laughs> Told you. <laughs> I was actually going to try and keep a straight face. So he literally said, before we just hit the button, going to make you laugh in the first five seconds. So my brain's like, all right, try it. And yeah, <laughs> he can't turn on anybody if it's a handicap match. <laughs> turn heel on himself, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know how you do that. <laughs> oh no, brilliant. Um, okay, resting. <laughs> <laughs> let's get let's get into it this week. We've had quite a bit happening. Um, I think two of the the biggest talking points that I've noticed this week. Obviously, Renee Young is ill. Um, she got Corona and there's been a lot of Twitter hoo-ha. Twitter makes me laugh, you know, like there's one rule for the world and then there's Twitter world, you know, and comments on there just, they blow my mind. Like I got blocked today. So I put a post saying, wear a mask. Like, come on guys, let's do our thing. And a guy commented saying, well, you can get it through your eyes. And I'm like, okay, how would you get it in your eyes if I didn't cough or sneeze on you? And he blocked me. <laughs> So that is Twitter. That that is the interactions that I've been having. But some of the stuff I saw. So Reddy Young obviously got sick, and then there was a lot of stuff that WWE aren't doing it safety right, and they aren't doing this right, and they aren't doing that right, and people are getting sick, and they they let people get sick. So John Moxley couldn't appear at Fighter Fest. Was one I saw. Um, crazy. Yeah, lost me. There we go. You lost me for a second. Oh, so yeah. Um, Apparently, that they made Renny Young get sick, so John Moxley wouldn't turn up at Fighter Fest. That's the kind of. Stuff I was gonna I say, is this like a is this a uh, cross contamination? Yeah, that's that's Vince's new plan. Yeah, to destroy. Is it germ warfare? <laughs> but yeah, Renny Young's got it, and apparently Kayla Braxton has it a second time. I'm pretty sure she had it in March. I'm pretty sure I've seen, and she said she's got it. Got it too. Um. So yeah, it's obviously going through. Um, and as such, like the shows have been, a yeah. Bit different. Uh, Noble, Adam Pierce, some dude who did MLW but was working as an extra. Um, yesterday, apparently, Tyson Kidd showed a uh, high fever or something. Didn't so he put a tweet out saying that wasn't true or something? I don't know. I think he put a tweet I, I out refuted it, but um, but yeah. But apparently, been, they um, set them home for the night. More like, listen. Just take it easy. <laughs> do you think they're, do you think, like, I don't know. I'm sitting here over the, over the pond and it looks to me like some of America may not be taking it as serious as maybe they should. Do you think WWE fall into that bracket or? I do because the problem is, is over here, we've been cooped up since like March and the minute they started lifting some restrictions, we were just like, no mask. Woo! <laughs> Yeah. Is that? Do you think that's been the main thing then? As soon as restrictions got lifted, the kind of feeling of like it's over, we can go back to normal. And oh yeah, it's about finding a new normal. Um, but we wish Reddy Young, um, uh, well, we wish her, wish her well and her. And if John Boxley's got anything, then to that and to Kayla and to everyone else that's caught it. They obviously still went on with their shows, though. I mean, SmackDown was on Friday. Um, it obviously was clear that they'd sent people home and they were doing stuff because it opened with the Boneyard match and everyone coming out. 
Um, oh my god, yeah, it was like an Undertaker, Undertaker tribute special. Yeah, so which leads us nicely, Undertaker. You think that's him done? You think this yeah. is real? You think that that's it? Or do you think we'll, he'll be back for a proud match? I think he's done. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I, it might be different when he gets a feel of when the crowd are all back in, but there's no real timeline on when that's going to be, you know? Like, yeah. So it will be a, a big burn. But um, I thought the last ride stuff was really good. I thought it was a really good series to show. I mean, people to tie it out. If it's the end, the Boneyard match serves a good ending. Mm. Because... Just right. Yeah. It's just like how we explained, though. The Boneyard match was a bit of Undertaker, badass, and some Mark, Mark Calloway, you know? There was a bit yeah. of all three of him in there. It was, the, it was going through the career of him. Mm. Mm-hmm. It was his own way of having a... Uh, a Hall of Fame. But yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, because it was that uh, it was, and to do it with AJ Styles, safe pair of hands. He knows the match he's going to get, as he explained. Um, I did like Jeff Hardy taking a knee to Taker and stuff because I, I mean, the Jeff Hardy Taker match is still up there as one of my favorites ever. You know, I mean, let's face it: is there really anybody else he needs to fight? No, no. AJ Styles is kind of it. If you're not going to get Sting, Taker Styles. That does and take a lot of Unfortunately, you're, you got to come to reality on that. You're not going to get Sting. No. It's yeah. not the same as it's not the same as an edge injury where he can train it to go away. Spinal stenosis is a serious thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And especially in Sting's age. And I think, thing is, so I, I mean, friends of mine will tell you that I've always been, that for me is the ultimate dream match. Taker versus Sting. Is the one that I always wanted. Maybe in the 90s when he was crossing and Taker was still a bit spry, but. Or even when. Nowadays, I don't know. The first invasion happened. You know? Even when they did the first original invasion angle, they could have got away with it even then. They, you know, and I think for me, it died when I saw Goldberg. Instead of DDP, they could have made him the guy stalking Taker's wife. Yeah. Yeah, DDP. Make him famous. Oh God! Um, <laughs> I just talk about uh, an immediate burial. Yeah, because like that's not it's not DDP. Like I loved the stalker angle until he took his mask off. I'm like, oh man, we all know who DDP you is. You know, He's there's not... like a YouTube video <laughs> circulating around where like they show the behind the scenes of it, and like the dude doing the voices was just Vince McMahon. <laughs> Vince did the voices. That's like he did the dark voice. I was like, oh, I'm looking at your wife. It was, I didn't mind the story. I just, yeah, I hated it being DDP because I love DDP. Like, for me, the diamond cutter is the best cutter. Like, I would always fight that that argument. Um, yeah, I was a big DDP fan. Big DDP. And then that's how he goes into into wrestling. And then there was the other stuff with Christian, weren't it, when he was trying to... But look at DDP now. Hugely successful with the yoga thing. Like, good God. You haven't done DDP yoga. You're not really a wrestler, are you anymore? Like, goodness me. Um, but yeah. So Taker's gone. Corbin come out, talk some Corbin stuff, like proper heel stuff. Um, and Jeff Hardy was like the protector of all things Taker. Kicked him out of the ring, and um, yeah, I thought it was really nice. And the thing is, the problem I had 
is I couldn't look at anything but Sasha Sasha Banks. Like I'm not even gonna lie. Um, that whole yeah, just like what <laughs> I just the whole the whole segment passed me by because Sasha Banks was just looking awesome. So <laughs> Sasha, <laughs> Sasha Banks and Bailey are just gonna win all the belts, right? I think so. Yeah, and then he's gonna I, walk I, I around with so. the world titles, the tag titles. Yeah, they're just gonna show up on every show. They're gonna They'll talk a load of smack. Always his money in the bank. Yeah, they're going to do it all. They're going to do it all. So they'll show up over there. Yeah, it'd be the first women in <laughs> 205. Yeah, just, they'll just rock up wherever they want. They'll turn up at Fighter Fest in the crowd. You know, whatever. <laughs> I'm just like, what is this? What is this angle of giving them all the belts? What is going on here? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. And do you know what, though? Like, normally in this situation, I would be slamming it. Like, oh my God. But. I actually like the way they've done this story and I quite, I wouldn't hate them having all the belts. Like I think their heel characters right now is kind of, and having all the belts as one starts to lose one, they lose the tag. It would be a really carry on build to them. Besides, eventually. besides boys and crosses or any other phase women tag teams. Uh, I guess feel like they're all heels. Uh, yeah. Just the girls on. Well, if they're keeping, Casey and, and Shanti to, together, they would be face tag team. But no, yeah, the rest are heels. Like, yeah, very <laughs> much. Unless they put um, Ruby Wright and Liv Morgan back together, um, which may be. Do you know Ruby yeah, Wright yeah. is 0 and 11 since she come back to TV? Yeah. Disgusting. Like, you know, but I think they're obviously doing that to build into getting Riot Squad back together. But Riot Squad will be without Sarah Logan, who one of the first news is that we she's put an Instagram out that she's retired from wrestling like completely for a while or maybe forever. She's doing some other stuff. She's not wrestling no more or something she came out and said. Um, so that's definitely one of like the many that aren't going to TNA. Or <laughs> back to Riot Squad. Um, so you wish her well. Um, but SmackDown continued with the number one contender match which was Bliss versus Cross versus Dana Brooke and Lacey Evans. I thought Dana Brooke was going to win because I know Fox are hot on it and it was just, you know, give her a little highlight. But um, fair play to um, Nikki Cross. So Nikki Cross is the number one to tell you, uh, number one contender um, for the SmackDown women's Crazy match. Tamino all the way, man. <laughs> crazy Tamino's going to come in and start hurting people. Crazy, crazy Tamino. Crazy Tamina's looking hot. If she can do do something with this, this is her chance. Yeah, because I'm actually quite intrigued to see Crazy Tamina. Oh, don't you jump on the bandwagon now. <laughs> yeah. Don't jump on the bandwagon. Okay. Okay. Um, then there was like an eight-man tag, um, which uh, Grand Metalik got the Lucha House Party got the got the win. Uh, no, they didn't. Miz got the win on Grand Metalik. <laughs> Um, I don't know why this match was happening, uh, but it was pretty good. Um, I like Cesaro and Nakamura as a tag team. Well, it's yeah. happening because they switched everything around after the idiot from the Suns freaking decided to go off and be a stupid Twitter guy. Yeah. Mr. They kind of killed their push. Yeah. And it was funny. So we were saying how long till Vince gets bored of them and then Riker decides that he's got He's got his mobile app and he'll, he'll start tweeting something. Well, what I was reading on that is like, they're going to do something with the other two because they feel bad that he got lumped in, that they got lumped into this shit. Wow. Okay. Jeez. Um, 
Yeah, which is a shame for the Suns. Uh, uh, also, like, I don't understand why, how or when Lucha House Party become, like, the joke or treated like the joke because they're actually really talented. Like, every time I watch them in the match, you're like, oh, damn. Like, you realize how good they are. Um, Man, do you, you know? remember the Elimination Chamber where it was all tag teams? Yep. They freaking stole the show. Yeah. And like, they did the, you know, like the thing, they did the thing like where they, they the, uh, I, I think it was Dorado was like on top of the chamber and he like jumped through it. Yeah. yeah. There was a lot of crazy stuff. Yeah. And like, if you watch the match on SmackDown, you know, it was nice to, yeah, it was nice to see. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, they're good. They are good. Um, and then there was a lot of stuff. The Braun and Bray thing. I love it. I love this Braun and Bray stuff. I like that it's non-title because it, it, it can go either way now. And I like that it's being, it's a swamp brawl. Which yeah. leads to something else this week. There was pictures circulating around of the truck leaving the performance center with a ring and everything. Some idiot actually was like, oh, Performance center shut down because of the COVID. And I was like, no, you moron. They're moving a ring to go film the swamp match. Yeah. <laughs> it's Twitter world, Geo. Twitter world. Where I was like, no, first. moron. Um, they, they need a ring to go film this thing. There's the lack of being. So that's what I was going to ask. You kind of touched on it there. Being non-title, I've seen a lot of people sort of complaining and stuff. So is he going to be like the Swamp Father from 2K20? Can you imagine? 2K20. Is this the promote Battlegrounds? Is there going to be like a big old alligator? <laughs> Can you imagine? He starts fighting an alligator. They start promoting Battlegrounds. It happened in Battlegrounds. <laughs> um, it's really nice to see Bray back. It's really nice to have Bray back knowing that he's also going to go away and back into... You know the new Bray Wyatt. I, I'm really, I'm loving it. I don't mind that it's non-title. I think he's made it personal enough to. Why would Bray Wyatt, the resurrection of Bray Wyatt, want the title? They're gonna save that. The Fiend and um, the the Funhouse Bray Wyatt are the ones that want the title. You know. Um, so yeah, I, I really, I really enjoyed this build. Um, and then it will lead, obviously, I'm guessing to. Do Fiend I? And I, I still think we're gonna get a Rowan appearance in the swamp. I do. I do, like, because I was saying, like, no, he's in the video. And everyone's like, well, Harper should be in the video. I'm like, meh. No, they, they wouldn't do that because they know Harper's because gone. I mean, like, they're showing Rowan these, because he's not anywhere else, you know? All these let down, all these firings happen before all the stuff that's happening now and the people that they've let loose. So it's going to save them some money. Yeah, to bring some back. Like, they, they cut Cain Velasquez. They cut... A couple, uh, who are they? They cut Gronk, Gronk was like a couple of mil, yeah. too. And that was the contract so through this year. That. Gallagher's gone and Legera's gone. You know, they've trimmed a lot of other fat that maybe now they can bring some back. I mean, I did see some tweets that WWE are in finally at the stage of we don't care. Uh, any problematic guys can just go. Um, they seem to be in a place where now they're like, well, actually, we've got a deep enough roster. We've got enough ideas. Because we they don't, don't want the, they don't want the 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 issues about it, you know. Because I think part of it, I mean, if you look, I mean, Brian Alvarez always sends up the stats. 
The numbers AEW's been getting the last two weeks. Now, I'm not saying this as NXT is doing better. But, um, it's, AEW's numbers are just going down, whereas NXT is pretty much the same. And they actually beat them last week. Like, NXT actually did win last week, you know? So, I don't know. I, I, I'm just thinking that they're at a position where they can, uh, they can they can be okay with it. So I'm looking forward to see what they're going to do. Definitely. Um, yeah, yeah. And then uh, obviously the match then happened. Um, King Corbin and Jeff Hardy. That was on Friday. I thought it was a really good match. Um, I really liked it. Um, I liked Corbin mocking take. I thought it was quite funny. Um, uh, yeah, it was a good win for Jeff. I'm assuming it was just for Taker. Taker. Do I think there were other plans previous to this COVID thing? Absolutely, but they ran with it. Yeah, because it was weird. Like, um, Jeff invited Matt Riddle into the ring at the end, and don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I think yeah, SmackDown was the one that probably took the worst. You know. Um, cause obviously they did the whole Boneyard match and then they just, it was like a rushed tag team match and Corbin Hardy, you know, was a little bit off the cuff. Um, but yeah, uh, it was obviously because of that. Nikki, Nikki Cross's win is welcome. I think she deserves a, a title shot, but I definitely think it was filler. I think all of SmackDown was emergency filler. Um, because of obviously the roster going through what it's gone through. Um, so speaking of roster changes, obviously Impact Wrestling, um, they made a move. Um, they have stripped and terminated immediately Tessa Blanchard's contract. Um, I'm assuming because of her attitude with going to Mexico and not being around and other bits and pieces. Um, well, they're teasing the formation of my, my favorite stable. So if they do this... It may have yeah, caught my eyes. It was Dilo Brown put a tweet out, didn't it? Was it Dilo Brown the first one? Yeah. Um, so talking to his laptop on like a FaceTime, um, saying that like, it's time to get the band back together. And as he stands up, there was like an Aces and H jacket on the chair. Then obviously we hear this week that Gallows and Anderson have signed. Are we assuming to be in Aces and Eights? Well, yeah, I told you what I feel like it's going to be. I have a feeling it's going to be a bunch of the people who took the Exodus that are going to be over there. You think they're going to sign a lot? I think TNA have got that kind of... Money? I have a feeling they, they signed the core names. I have a feeling that it's EC3, it's Gallows, it's Anderson, it's Eric Young. Like, I'm feeling though, like those four... Are definitely going to be a part of whatever this this thing is. Ooh, I don't know if they see. I was looking at that, and I just like would they sign them all? And I have a feeling that maybe, just maybe, Keith Slater will join up with it as kind of the guy who's going to be able to take the pins for their stable. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it it would be it would be huge. But the, it makes TNA. sense because the whole thing is it's supposed to be a resurrection. Of the old TNA. And everybody I mean, knows right, Eric yeah. Young. Everybody knows EC3. Everybody knows Mike Bennett. The miracle Mike Bennett. 
I just it's I even if like they don't signing Gallows and Anderson, and they've obviously uh, they've signed a contract where they're allowed to compete in New Japan as well, um, according to what I've read today. Well, yes, again, that's huge for Impact. Again, right? Twitter into it. Some guy was like, they turned down AEW for Impact, and I was like, you realize they can film. Two months worth of impact in one day, get, get a payday for that. Then go off to Japan and do New Japan for about two months. Come back and film like they're going to make more money with an easier schedule. Yeah. And, and like the attention that Impact will get. I mean, those two are a big signing for Impact. I mean, that is big moves. That is, that is some movements that, we, you know, we've been talking Impact slowly sort of finding its feet again. Obviously, Anthem want to start making money, I'm guessing. So they're like, all right, what do we need to do to fix this? We need to get people watching and, you know, get rid of the troublemaker, Tessa Blanchard, put your title. I mean, Moose has been shown with the title. I don't know if he's actually just going to be given it or if it's just going to now be that. Um, well, he's been walking around with the other. He's been walking around with the TNA title. He hasn't really been shown with the impact. He's been walking around with the TNA title. Yeah, so they made this whole gimmick to try to save face with this whole Tessa Blanchard BS. Yeah, and it's it's a shame because I think they put a lot of trust and story into her. It's not really worked out. I like what they tried, but yeah, it hasn't um, it hasn't worked. Um, but yeah, I mean, what what can you do? She's gone. She's done. Um, and then, obviously, I was reading yesterday that WWE have instantly reached out. Now, she's, there is, like, no non-compete clause or anything. She's a free agent immediately. I think she'll go to AEW with her daddy. You think so? Yeah. See, I, I didn't think that she was that AEW was going to go anywhere near her. Just, uh, see, I think, well, and unfortunately, I, as weird as it sounds, they need the female talent. They do. They do. And, you know, if, they, if someone can keep her attitude in check, She's the best wrestler, female wrestler currently, I think, around. Like, she would arguably be in that conversation. She's fantastic. She's got a really bad attitude um, and obviously brings her own sort of baggage. Um, I just don't know if AEW will go near that. I Maybe WWE will, but I don't think she's going to be a free agent long. Um, I really don't. And we'll see how that develops. But yeah, it'd be an interesting one because, like, it's not... It's, you know, that she's got to have... You know, she's got to have a run now where there isn't any drama on her. You know, she's got to take a break and she's got to yeah, yeah. like behave. Do you know what I mean? Whatever she does next, she has to behave and do it properly. So, what else have we had? Obviously, uh, impact moving stuff. We got the releases. We did. We did. got Libero got released from yeah. WWE. They took out Banks. Yeah, Banks I'm surprised at. See, I, I'm on the signal. I'm like, they obviously must have found out that some of it must have been true because they were immediately canned where you still got Devlin, you still got Dream, you still got Riddle, who I'm guessing maybe it's, they're coming out that it's not. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, the thing um, is, like, for them to move so quick, there has to have been some proof. I, mean, I know Jack Gallagher pretty much admitted it, which is why they released him so fast. Um, uh, I know Leguero did uh, as well. Yeah, so they didn't 
They didn't waste no time there. As I say, Banks but, is the one that is a weird one. Banks was Banks is like a top guy in the, the over there in the UK. Yeah. Banks is a name, like, you know, with the names that started to get mentioned. I mean, Jack Gallagher is a big name. Um, like, the names that are got... Like, two years ago, him and John, like, sold out the stadium over there. Yeah, yeah. As I say, like, everyone always thought NXT UK was going to kill British indie wrestling. And it turned out that British indie wrestlers decided to try and kill... But there's an announcement going on today with NXT UK. Yeah, has that come out yet? Has that been yet? No, I just okay. checked a little while ago. Nothing yet. No. Yeah, then there's uh Yeah, I see that. But I'm thinking it it's the announcement of a return. Because there's people so. that people are saying, Oh no, they're they're closing up. And then it turned around and it's come out that somebody like some marketing director guy that works for WWE was like, it's the opposite. Yeah, NXT yeah. UK is like a very high priority to us yeah, because so, it, yeah. it sells good over there. Yeah, it does. Because um, as I say, when it first happened, there was a lot of drama and worry about it. But NXT UK has been has been really, really good. Um, and with everything we've got opening up from sort of so pubs open Friday, uh, Saturday even. Um, and then a week later, cinemas start opening up. So things are starting to move. So my guess is that they can start to do some behind closed door stuff as of probably the end of this week. So that's why I'm I mean, I can, this announcement. I can watch Dunn versus Walter 10,000 times because <laughs> those two are so good. Oh, uh, so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could watch them all day. There are certain matches I was saying last night, like I can, I could watch those two all day. I could watch um, Buddy Murphy, Alistair Black every day. Like, I, I never feel bad even when they make them fight in filler because those two are so good together, you know? I could probably watch Andrade Mysterio all day as well. Like, they always put on really good matches. Um, I could watch yeah. a Punk and Cena match forever too because, believe it or not, Punk and Cena worked well together. Yeah. John yeah, Cena yeah. pulled out a fucking power driver. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, they did. I, I, think, I think all the stuff that surrounded all of that was always the issue, but... Cena's a good worker. In the end of the day, like you know what you're gonna get with Cena, okay? He, you know, sometimes isn't the greatest in timings, and he's a bit loud in calling calling the plays. But you know, you get <laughs> Cena on form. You know, he's uh, he's he's always put on solid. He works hard. You got to appreciate. Oh come on, everybody! Everybody's been loud with a call at one point. <laughs> Heck, Eddie Guerrero was Eddie Guerrero was screaming for his wife to get to to, to come out and interfere and knock him off a ladder. Yes, and what was it uh, in the invasion when Taker and Kane were fighting the return of Adam Bob and Crush, and Taker's <laughs> screaming now, <laughs> and the full voice across everyone. You, Eddie Guerrero was my favorite though because he got up there and he goes through the briefcase and he's just like, "Where the fuck is Mickey? What the fuck? <laughs> You're fucking missing your cue." <laughs> and he's just freaking out, <laughs> um, which is awesome. Um, I'm coming this week. NXT Great American Bash. Uh, Isn't it a two-day event, too? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. There's like a (laughs) strap match of Loomis and and Strong. Um, That was definitely a kiss my ass to Do you think? That's what I was going to get to. Do you think that's that was, definitely a, that was definitely Triple H's answer that they took. They used Bash at the beach. 
And that's that's the head to head with. You're funny because like a... that's at the beach. I'm gonna use your dad's pay per view. Kiss my ass. <laughs> On the day that they're doing their fighter fest, um, <laughs> they are using yeah Dusty Rhodes's Great America Bash. The the card looks really go- look good though. Only Lorcan versus Timothy Thatcher will be a banger. I I warn people now. Make sure you watch this match. Um, because oh, that, I, I was really gonna. Tell. So I was gonna tag you. I was gonna tag you in a thing about that. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I, you already I've know. Like, the, I've seen that on the Indies years ago when it was good. Mm. Like, there's such good workers. There's such good performers. Like, it's gonna be an absolute banger. The, also, do you think Rhea Ripley's gonna end up having to join Robert Stone, or do you think she's gonna? I'm starting to worry I, that they're gonna do. Something I, stupid. Weird purchase of the week. I bought mm. Robert Stone socks. <laughs> oh, there's my title. If you're there, looking at the title are, and you've been listening, there going, oh, are, where is he? they are selling Robert Stone socks for like five bucks on WWE.com. Wow. So you bought Robert Stone socks. Yeah. That's. I sure did. Oh, Gio. Don't ever change, man. <laughs> um, so, but do you think they're going to do something silly? I don't think it'll be good for Rhea. Like, it's good for Aaliyah. Aaliyah's getting a good rub. Robert Stone's getting a kind of new character. I, I don't hate it. I just, I don't want them to do something stupid. And Hold on, I'm sending you. I, I, I'm sending you the photo evidence of this right now. Oh, my God. Photo evidence of Robert Stone socks. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, there you go. Robert Stone socks. They look comfy. Yeah. They they also have Robert Stone on them. (laughs) Oh, Gio. There we go. Um, But what do you think? You think Leah's going to win? Do you think something weird is going to happen? They're going to drag this out? Or is it just going to be a... Impress uh, squash for Rhea Ripley. See, I think th- I think she's gonna end up joining the Robert Stone brand. Oh, poor Rhea. Um, but yeah, women obviously the women obviously taking over most of this episode. Um, does it got Io Shirai versus Sasha Banks? Yes, please take my money. Um, and then the elimination number one contender match: Tegan Knox versus Candice LeRae. Versus Dakota Kai versus Maya Yim. Um, I'm hoping it's my. I don't know. I want Maya Yim to win. I want to see Maya Yim versus Io Shirai, like for the title. I want to see it. I don't think it will be, but I want to see it. I have a feeling that it's going to be Dakota, but we'll see. I want it to be Dakota. I am a Dakota Kai fan. I love Dakota Kai. More than Tamina. She's like my NXT Tamina. I've I've from day one like NXT Tamina. She's very like she can't have a bad match. Mm. Mm-hmm. That is true. Um, she's been very good in this new role as well. Like, and she's actually seems to be bringing the best out of um, that Vasquez. She seems to be getting be- better instead of as. Um, as ugly as she had been at the start. She actually seems to be doing all right. So they're doing a two-night event, and obviously on the same night um, is Fighter Fest. Now, I read today that 
Chris Jericho threatened them to say that if they didn't make Fighter Fest free, he wasn't going to perform, which is why it got free. Yeah, I, I don't true. believe that true. either because Fighter Fest was free last year. Was it free though, or was it just free yes. on Bleacher Report, or was that all in? Like I thought it, it was, was free on Bleacher Report. It was free altogether. Like it was a free show. Ah, but okay. But yes, there was some stuff coming out that I said that heard that, and I'm guessing maybe he just said they'd just keep it, keep it, uh, keep it free. Um, and then obviously, so on the first night, Omega and Page versus Best Friends, tag team titles on the line. Um, I like Best Friends, but I think Omega and Page are going to win that. And then obviously it was announced Cody versus Jack Hager for the TNT Championship. <sighs> I don't. I haven't been impressed with anything I've seen, like fitness-wise, of Jack Hager, like since he's been. Back. My question with 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 AEW is how are they determining who are number one contenders? Yeah, like, are why they is just Jack Hager throwing Hager? names around? Yeah, maybe. I mean, it was it's been a way they open change to bring a couple of new faces in. I get that. I don't understand why it's Jack Hager. I don't, I don't, I don't even feel like, Jack, Jack like Brian Cage. I understand he won a damn thing to be a number one contender, mm-hmm. but before Brian Cage, like, how did Luke Harper be a, get a number one contender shot? Yeah, well, because it's Luke Harper, Brody Lee. I'm just, but it makes it like it confuses me to what are the qualifications to getting it? Do you just wave your hand? I suppose if you look at the rankings, isn't like the win loss record of Jack Hager because he's had so few matches or something? Isn't that the explanation? Okay, but there's a great explanation for him. What's the explanation for Brody Lee? It was his like second match in. Yeah, I'm guessing that's contract talks. Come leave up, leave WWE. MJF is undefeated. Why has he not got a title shot? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make sense. They need to um, they need to fix it. As I say, like looking at Brian Alvarez's numbers, the I don't look at it as a competition like AEW versus NXT. NXT is doing its thing at like. Pay attention to Brian Alvarez. Brian Alvarez. Someone put something He's in the Discord. He's got an excuse I mean. for everything. He's yeah. like, oh, demographics. Yeah, yeah, the over fifties or the eighteen to thirty. Like, what? Who cares? <laughs> um, but it's just the numbers. Numbers of watching AEW are going down. Like they can't, they can't deny it. It's not that NXT are going up or putting on a better product before anyone starts again jumping on this, that, and the other. Um, it is because I don't think at the minute they're putting on a very good show. Like they need to, they need to change it. Um, and you know, because like the rest of these cards, so they've got Sheeda versus Penelope Ford for the women's title. Like Sheeda's going to destroy her. I like Penelope Ford. It's not but a champion. Then, though, what did Penelope know? Ford do? Nothing. Like nothing. She like stepped AEW's, in for Britt Baker and got her ass kicked. <laughs> so. AEW makes no sense when it comes to naming their contenders. Yeah, yeah, it does just seem to be rushed together. Like I, I don't, I don't need the the storyline overkill. Like they don't seem to. No, go but there should be some but, sort of story or meaning to it. Yeah. Well, even if they use the rankings, like I don't feel like they use them. You know this win less record that they do. I don't even feel like they use that particularly. Like if they did it off of that, that would make sense. You know, we're in a. Well, we're if they a, did it off of that, Kenny Omega wouldn't have gotten a tag team title shot because he had like a horrible record. Yeah, oh, Kenny, don't get me started. I 
very upset with the way they are using Kenny Omega. They are using him like every casual wrestling fan knew who he was already. Like, he's already the world star. Casual wrestling fans, if you didn't watch Japan and stuff, they haven't got a Scooby-Doo who Kenny Omega is. They would have Googled it and gone, oh, okay, so he's a bit of a somebody. Like, they have not used him right. Like, Kenny Omega in America, fighting on a show on regular weekly TV, should be the man. Like, he should be the man. He like, should be like the, the cleaner. Yeah, it's the dream. This is what we've he always wanted. He was red hot in Japan. What did AEW do? Yeah, what are they doing? Like they're tagging. Why is he in page? a tag? Why is he in a tag thing? Shouldn't be. I just yeah. I just I, I I hate the way they've booked him because like this is what we've always wanted. He's on weekly live wrestling television that's available for everyone and. We're watching him tag with Kenny with Adam Page against Chuck Taylor and Trent. Like that's just not good enough, you know. Nothing against any of them, but Kenny Omega is a star. Like, and he's not getting a chance to show it. Um, and then rounding out night one, uh, MJF and Wardlow versus Jurassic Express, pretty standard. That one at least has had some story. And then private party with Matt Hardy versus Santana and Ortiz. Um. I'm not feeling Matt Hardy on AEW. It was a nice pop, but he's super old. Like, he's looking super old now. I don't know. Like, he's, I hope he just stays as a manager, but we'll see how that is. So that's night one, and then they come back night two. Um, Moxley versus Cage is for the world championship. You think Moxley's dropping? You think they're going to go with Cage? No. You think Moxley's retaining? I think it, it's early for Cage to get a title shot and to recover from that loss, but... Maybe. Um, obviously, the big one I'm really looking forward to, Jericho versus Orange Cassidy. <laughs> yes. Yes. I want to see it. I don't care. Everybody, I want to see it. Yeah. I love Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Orange Cassidy is, like, probably the biggest draw that AEW have for me, like, uh, like of guys that we weren't expecting. Fighting Chris Jericho. Yeah. Cause, and the thing is, Cassidy is actually half-decent performer. It's not even like he's just a gimmick. He's He's, you know... He's pretty good. And I'm looking forward to that. Um, Lance Archer is taking on Joey Janela. Sorry, Joey. You take care. Rest in peace. Um, Nyla Rose's opponent has not been announced yet. Um, does that mean maybe they've signed someone? Or is it a surprise? Or they're trying to get someone in? Who knows? Maybe that's Tessa Blanchard. Maybe. Because that is it's TBA still. Um, maybe they're keeping it open in case they can't get her. But... Um, and then Colt Cabana in the Dark Order versus... So and uncensored SCU. I hate SCU. Yeah, like I never no never plan. liked Kazarian. I never got the Daniels thing. And I've had many conversations like, what? You don't like Christopher Daniels? I'm like, nah. Wrestling wise are good, but they're bland. And they're just I'm over like heck, I've told you the story. You've seen it. I I've said the story on here already about how I bought our buddy Master Dot a freaking thing and he was just so bland it was good mm. like it was so bad it was good because he was just like I don't know what a twitch is <laughs> or what is a twitch <laughs> some sort of gaming thing what <laughs> it was he's just sitting in his standing in his garden drinking water just yeah. monotone <laughs> like, talking like, about <laughs> coronavirus mm -hmm. he's like I'll see you at a show just wash your hands man <laughs> it's so bland 
<laughs> oh, Christopher Daniels. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's funny though. Um, but yeah, I, I never, I've never been a fan, and I don't like Kazarian. And Scorpio Sky upset me because he got like all this big hype, and I was really excited for the Jericho match, and Scorpio Sky just like didn't turn up, and I'm just like, Ugh. you know, that was your chance there to show the world you was good. Um, and then rounding out, FTR. Um, obviously, formerly the Revival and the Young Bucks against the Butcher, the Blade, and the Lucha Brothers. Should be two good nights. I just got why it's FTR. You, know, you only just got how it's FTR. I just realized that it's formerly the Revival FTR. <laughs> <laughs> ah, clever. Yeah, they're a bit clever. They've been clever with the name. I think FTR is, is a good name because it can be the the revival thing that young bucks have always said and you know formerly the revival as some people have said like you said yeah it can be it's a lot of different ways of naming them but that's that um that's on wednesday so we're looking forward to that starts wednesday is it over two weeks or is it two nights is it two weeks wednesday wednesday i have no idea i know it's two nights but i don't know if it's weekly or if it's yeah i didn't actually know that um and that led us nicely because into... last year Fighter Fest was before they did Dynamite, it was just treated as a pay per view. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Now it's just like a midweek, a midweek thing. Um. But yeah, uh, it was fun. So then Raw last night, obviously the Raw seemed like they'd obviously done their testing and they were quite happy with obviously the results. Is what I felt. Raw was very different to SmackDown. Um. SmackDown felt like filler. Raw actually felt uh, like a show. And it went straight into the contract signings. Oscar and Sasha and, and Dolph and... Dolph and... What? Drew and uh, Dolph. I was going to say Dolph and Dolph. He's fighting himself. Um, I thought it was quite good. I thought it was quite good. It wasn't too bad for a, a contract signing. Obviously, Oscar attacked and... Stat and then Droll got a kick in and he stopped it, tried to go for a Claymore and... It was quite nice. It was nice to see a different type of contract signing. They always break down into fights. We get that, I know. Um, but I quite liked it. It was like a mixed match feel. Part of me in my head wanted to see Dolph and Sasha versus Oscar and Drew. No lie. I was kind of hoping it was going to go to that. But um, It was then moved on. Big Show obviously come in and waited an entire week to call out Randy Orton. We're going to see Big Show versus Orton again. Um, but instead of Orton... Gaza and Andrade come out and they apologize to show. Uh, show apologizes for interrupting them. Blah, blah, blah. Show wants a fight. He dropped the mic and then it led into the tag match. of the For a number one contender, I think it, it said, didn't it? Because it didn't build up to that. I thought it was just a tag match. But did they say it was number one contenders afterwards? I don't know. No, no idea. Like, I don't like... Random, good random teams or number one contender matches that are just thrown together um, when they're low on the list. Like, I don't know. I, I thought we was leading to Gaza and Andrade splitting and maybe like a face turn of Andrade is kind of what I wanted. But they're um, still teasing this dissension. Mm. But they're like still they're winning still, tag like matches. He's flirting <laughs> with the interviewer and the other one, she's getting mad. Like, what is this? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's an Andrade face turn. I think that's what's coming. Because, you know, we sp- I spoke about it in the show that you was away, and Damo said that Gaza reminds him could be a future Eddie Guerrero. 
but then all during the week, which clearly shows that WWE listened to our pod. Don't care what anyone says. Um, that Vince sees him as like a new Eddie Guerrero. I think Gaza has taken the opportunity very, very well. I think he was obviously called up just to fill a gap of Andrade being suspended. And I think Gaza's come out of the whole thing the strongest to me. Um, if they book him right. Uh, I just, I, I want them all to move away from just Latinos fighting Latinos. You know what I mean? Like, I want to see Gaza versus other people. I want to see Andrade versus other people. I want to see, you know, I don't want to see it. I know they're starting to do it now. Humberto and Ray are obviously doing the thing with Seth. But these two, it's obviously going to lead to a Gaza and Andrade match at SummerSlam, I would assume. Um, that's what I'm anticipating is they'll get a tag shot before SummerSlam. They'll lose and, you know, one of them normal brotherly splits and then Zelina will turn on Andrade and go with Gaza. He's my hunch because they're probably going to free Andrade up. You know, he's quite, he's probably in deep with the producers seeing that he's going to marry Charlotte Flair. I'd imagine that he's quite well protected, um, you know, just as things go. Suppose <laughs> uh, you that for like a full-on year now because she wants to do movies and stuff. Mm, mm. So it's actually, yeah. Uh, mm. It's good, good for, good for the women's division, you know, to have Charlotte not around. I think she's done a thing again. Twitter logic, people would. Triple H said that the Charlotte NXT thing would 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 make sense, but it didn't. It did. Look, look, look how it ended. Mm. She passed the torch. To the new NXT, you know, Io Shirai. Yep. Yep. Yeah, exactly. That was I the think, purpose of it. And I think the whole thing they've done with Charlotte, like when people were screaming about her winning a Rumble, Charlotte Flair was always going to win a Women's Royal Rumble. Like, like, I totally got everyone wanted Shayna at the time and they wanted this and they wanted that. I get it. Charlotte Flair is a much safer pair of hands. Like, she was always going to win one. She was always going to do all this stuff. She she didn't take the Raw or SmackDown title. She took the NXT, which, no disrespect to the NXT women's title, is a step down for Charlotte Flair. Like, it no, is. but that, it needed her because now it's rejuvenating. You know, people yeah. were, people kind of tuned out on the NXT women's title after a bit. Yeah. And now everyone's in it. Like Io Shirai versus, you know, they're putting dream matches in their head. You know, they want to see this, they want to see that. She's getting a fight with Sasha Banks. She's been in a triple threat with Charlotte. Where, where has Baszler been? Has she really been around? I don't know. I, I've not seen. She tapped out Natalia. Do you remember that on that Raw? One of the first ones after WrestleMania. Yeah. Haven't really seen her since. I haven't even read anything about Shayna Baszler. Like, I haven't read anything, you know? Um, I don't know what's happened. Like, I know she was breaking people's arms leading up to money in the bank. Hmm. So, who knows? Um, yeah, she's well, like, I haven't finished. seen her since Money in the Bank. No. Oh, yeah, Money in the Bank. She was in that, wasn't she? Oh, yeah, I haven't seen her in a match. That's what I'm saying, because like, she was yeah. breaking Sarah Rose's arms, she was breaking these Jarber's arms, and then... She was throwing food at people. Yeah, and then she vanished. She wasn't even up on the roof at the end, was she? <laughs> Strange. Who knows? Maybe she's uh, just repackaging her slightly or something. Because I know Vince lost kind of interest in me and her and whatnot. Um, 
like he normally does when they get called up. I don't know why they get called up if he's just not not feeling it. Um, there was some more uh, MVP and Apollo stuff, and I think um, MVP got a win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. MVP is getting a lot of wins since coming back. Like as I didn't career get to resurgence. See that. Did he use the playmaker? <laughs> he did. Because he's MVP. The, the, oh my the... god, he used the overdrive. Oh <laughs> I was like, oh no. Um then there was some more The overdrive is by far one of the worst wrestling finishers ever. It's up there. Mine was always Wasteland on Wade Barrett. Oh, it's God. the move they give to you when you first start wrestling with them because it's a safe finisher. Yeah. Yeah, Wasteland. Gaza's finish is pretty rubbish. <laughs> like, but Wasteland for me was... Not me. Samoan spike all the way. The top... That is the top of the worst. It's just <laughs> a dump to your throat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the cobra. I was like, "Come on, bro!" The cobra. You're, you're literally watching him put the, the. You're watching him put a sock on his head. You know what's gonna happen. Stop staring at him. Yeah, the cobra. I still laugh at the Royal Rumble that him and Mick Foley had that standoff with the cobra and Mr. Socko. Oh, don't get oh. me wrong. For comedic purposes, it was funny. But like, I'm sitting there like, if I was in a fight with this guy in real life, am I gonna stand there and be like, "Fuck, are you doing?" You're putting a sock on your hand. I know what's going to happen. It's the same as the Randy Orton punching the ground, getting ready for the RKO. If you're on the floor and you hear Randy Orton punching, just stay down. He can't hit you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Show Michael's sweet chair music. What's he doing in that corner? He's tapping his foot. Rolling out of the ring. <laughs> Come on now. There's no logic. You gotta and set it up. You know? wrestling logics. Oh no, some guy's cashing in on money in the bank on me. Hit him with a steel chair. It's a DQ. Fuck him. <laughs> Grab a chair. <laughs> wrestling logic. <laughs> Brilliant. Just roll out of the ring and say, nah. Count out. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, wrestling uh, finishing moves. Uh, gotta love them. Um, uh, yeah, gotta love them. And I do one of the ones of my favorite song on the other side, definitely a curb stump, um, which Carrillo ate last night. Um, as Rollins and Murphy picked up the win, pretty average match. Um, did come off as the whole they're fighting for Ray's honor. Um, which I don't think as much as it helped the match, it got why the match was happening. I don't think it helped the match in the same point because I don't want to see Humberto Carrillo do the 619. Like, who, who come on, what. You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> I like Humberto. Don't push your luck, though. <laughs> You're not doing a 619. Um, yeah, and then there was a little bit more. Then there was really funny bit with Lana and Ruby. Uh, Ruby Riot with Lana just praising that Natalia has the most wins than any other woman in the division. And the woman is someone that they can believe in, Natalia. And you're like, okay, of course. This is great. And Natalia heel turn. Natalia's got to be up there in big show levels of heel and face turns now. And she, like, <laughs> she's close. She's got to be a close second. Like, God, I'm done with it. Natalia right. heel or face and blah. But 
All right, so we doing we we doing this little homework assignment you gave me yesterday with the promo yeah. gun. Yeah. Right. So we got asked on Twitter, um, three promos have to live of nine, and six of them have to be erased from history. So let me tell you what the the nine are. So there's Dusty Rhodes' hard times, AJ Lee's total divas, Mark Henry's retirement on John Cena, um, Paul Heyman's ECW one night stand. Uh, CM Punk's pipe bomb, uh, Miz losing his rag on Talking Smack, Austin 316 when he won the King of the Ring and get that piece of trash, Jake Roberts out of my ring, uh, The Rock when he took the mickey out of all five people of Armageddon, Hell in a Cell, and then the cream of the crop from Macho Man. So, my man, you can keep three. The rest disappear. Which three are you keeping? Hard times, cream of the crop, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep that Miz one. Oh, nice. Wow. Nice. See, so I, I, dev- I wanted to keep the Miz. Like, I think the Miz one was great. Um, I would keep Mark Henry's retirement because mainly that because... Would have, that was a close one. Yeah, because my- it got me. Like, I was sitting here like, oh, Mark Henry's retired. Like, God damn. And then they're doing the cheering and he slams him. And I'm like, wait, no, you bastard. <laughs> um, and then the third one was really difficult for me. Um probably the cream of the crop as well so but believe me it was tough because hard times and the pipe bomb like pipe bomb not really for any other reason than just that what it caused at the time you know i'm not particularly sure it was the greatest thing that he's ever you know but i think it was the reaction to it um it's nice to see i mean like aj lee the only woman on there kind of proves how good she was at promos you know but at like, the same time, so they were trying to make it like she's CM Punk because she was dating CM Punk. You think she'll ever come back to like any form of wrestling or like Hall of Fame or? I mean, the gates are. I guess the gates are open with this CM Punk WWE sort of talking to each other niceness. I don't. Yes. I mean, don't get me wrong. That promo she cut on there was good. Nine months. Uh, running it the seemed n- like it was too much of a fourth copycat of a pipe bomb. Yeah, I suppose so. And I think that's what put that off uh, of me picking it. And it's a shame that that's the I only one. Why during the pipe bomb punk wore a stone cold shirt, by the way? No, I've never noticed that before. I saw that in the picture and I'm like, is that is that photoshopped on? Was he really wearing a stone cold shirt? When he, he did really that? was wearing a stone cold shirt. And I was just like, yeah. I never understood why he's wearing a stone culture. The one on there for me, as we as we wrap up, like the rocks one was funny. I don't think it deserves to be in that group of promos. You know, I, I like I like that Armageddon one was funny when he did all five voices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Rock's done better promos. You know, like than that one. I mean, that one was funny, but when you look at the promos that's in. I mean, Paul Heyman's one that stands one. The passion in that man, like, unreal. But, yeah, it was tough. But for me, Mark Henry, Miz, um, I will I will see if I can get this um, picture put on our Twitter and then you guys can let us know. Anyone out there can tell us theirs. And I think on that note, we can move on. We can see Lana and Natalia carry on getting close. We can see Jeff Hardy still taking a knee. Watch Jeff Hardy dress up as Taker now. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for the cosplay Willow to turn out with a Taker hat. Um, <laughs> I'm Willow. Yeah. I'm Remember he had that other? Didn't he have that other guy in TNA too? It was like 
the dude that that talked like a like a white rapper. I I don't even remember what type of like gimmick it was, but the, I I know it showed up a few times on like the Hardy compound things. He was just like, "What up, y'all?" <laughs> oh boy. Right, we will leave you with that memory of Jeff Hardy being a white rapper. <laughs> and we will <laughs> we will see. Uh, to be fair, I didn't find no idiots this week. You found an idiot? <laughs> uh, you I guess, I, 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 oh, well, I guess my idiot of the week is... I didn't even get to break that story. My idiot of the week is Jakara. Oh, God, yeah. Lord, I have to end, we have to end on that story. Yeah, good point. I thought, yeah. Jam. That's so, not good. Keeping up with this whole mm. speaking out thing, Mike Quackenbush and like three of the trainees there apparently were holding like they knew of evidence that was going around of this girl that was dating one of the dudes there and she, he was beating her to bits and they said nothing about it. And there's been a lot of allegations of scummy shit they did. And instead of facing those allegations, he outright closed the company. Yeah, just shut it down. But at that point, he had no choice because once the news hit, the yeah. champion quit. The top names were like up and then leaving. How the Wicked was out of there. Oh, from like they all just said later. And then he closed up. Um, and it was so fast. Like, I think me, you and you spoke about it just after the pod and like by the end of that week, everything's gone, you know, like it was over. And I, People it, just it, marched that out. really affects me because I used to go to a lot of the shows over here in Philadelphia. Yeah. I mean, like it's a, it's a known, it's a known show that people go to. Like it's, you know, it's not, it's not a nothing, you know, it's a, it's a popular Pop of the show, but yeah, on the back end of all this. I, my thing was, is I always liked their storytelling. The way that they presented it, like it was a comic book and not a wrestling company. Always got me. Like, each season they would call it an issue. And like, they were, they did all sorts of like out of this world stuff. They had people getting brainwashed with a magical necklace. There were all sorts of things going on that like, it brought this side of wrestling that was like, this is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. And now it's in the toilet, unfortunately. Anytime a wrestler went to like WWE or TNA or something, they'd kill them off. <laughs> yeah, they would no. reject murder them. <laughs> yeah. Dead, dead, dead to you. Um, not just I leaving, they, not a farewell. They had, like, they, they had like the mask ants and one of them was Gulak. And they wrote him off by ripping his antennas off of his mask so we couldn't hear or see anymore. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, they dear. crippled him. You think like, there's going to be going to be more things like that if this, uh, this carries on snowballing? You think Shikara's going to be like the last one or you think there's going to be more? No, I don't think there'll be any more. I think the major uh, ones are out. I think there'll be a couple more. I um, feel for all these talent that were affected by it, but yeah. now, I mean... They got places. There's, there'll be a lot of places to go from them. Yeah. Yeah, there will. And, you know, it'll yeah. freshen up some shows. I mean, you've got to try and look people, at the positives, you know, get the scumbags people out. People forget that Jakara actually gave birth to a couple of the guys that are in WWE and in AEW. Mm. 
came from there. Claudio Castanoli came from there. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yeah, he did. Um, it was like a lifetime ago. <laughs> Gulak came from there. Yeah, Gulak knows it very well. I was just about to say Gulak. Oh, uh, Lance Dorado came from. Oh really? Oh wow, I didn't know. Oh, that. he he headbutted me. Who, Dorado? Oh my god! I wish I still. I got. I gotta dig up that picture. Share it to Twitter. Yeah, find I that went picture. through a car show. <laughs> And it was a three-day, it was like a three-day show. It was like their big three-day show. And they'd have these meet and greets in between the shows where, like, they'd have breakfast with the wrestlers and this and that. And they had a thing where, like, you could do karaoke and you could get some cake and stuff. And I took the last piece of cake, and Dorado was up front right behind me. I took the last piece of cake, and he jokingly turned around and said, blue shirt, red bandana, I'm going to remember you. And I went, okay. Like, he, he chuckled about it. It wasn't like he was mad or anything. Yeah, yeah. So the night of the show comes, I'm sitting there because I got, like, I'm up there in the front thing, like, tagging the hands of the wrestlers that are coming down. And he wants it. You hear him, he goes, last piece of cake. And he just headbutts me. <laughs> like, not hard, but yeah, he yeah. headbutted me and <laughs> Set me back, and I was like, "You son of a bitch!" <laughs> wow. Well, there you go, wrestling podcast fans. This is uh, there. how about that for a final story? Gio got headbutted by Lynn Dorado for stealing the last piece of cake. Well, there we go. And luckily, I'm guessing he's going to sit there telling this story in his Carlito shirt and his Robert Stone socks, <laughs> <laughs> and it's all good, right? Guys, on that note, on that great story, um, we will be back next week. Remember, try and stay safe, please. Like, consider consider changing your mind on the face mask thing. Get a face mask on. Try. I know I hear people's reasons for not, but let's just try and get rid of this thing so we can all get back to some normality. Stay safe. Wash your hands. And, Gio, I will see you next week, my man. Yeah.